Welcome to your found family podcast where we don't just have a heart to heart, we connect soul to soul. I'm your host, Lizzie, a certified coaching practitioner who found family outside of blood family. In our found family, you are accepted and assured that you are not alone. Subscribe and tune in for educational and empowering soul chats with women from all over the world, talking about well-being, personal growth and development, and mental and emotional health. and welcome back to another episode of Found Family. I know it's been a little bit of time and I'm really excited because I have another special guest with me today, Dr. Allison, and we are going to be talking about finding courage. So for more than 25 years, Dr. Allison JK has practiced as a mind-body energy healer, founding the Vibrational Upgrade System and working in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialization in chakra system. Considering one of the leading experts in her field, she has taught around the world and has written three books, the award-winning What If There's Nothing Wrong, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing hum- uh, Humanity's Evolutionary Transition, Reasonable Dragons, How to Activate the Field of Possibilities Where Logical Magic is the New Normal. And her latest masterpiece, The Dragon Master Creatrix, Conversations with a Female Spiritual Teacher, for these new times. Wow, amazing. I am so excited and so honored, Dr. Allison. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm excited to be with you, Elizabeth. Ready Yay. to serve. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know we were chatting a little bit before we started the recording about this incredible topic of courage. So I cannot wait to dive in. Awesome. It's a good so one. yeah, for sure. And I, I would love to start as like the very first question to ask: what is your personal definition of courage? Um, so I feel like it's the ability to go beyond your status quo, recognize boredom and comfort zone and choose beyond that. Mm. And when hearing the, what I help clients and students with all the time is, okay, so now I can hear my intuition more and then getting them to have the courage to follow it because then all the questions about like, well, the how and, and what will it look like and who will I lose if I do that step and, and all of the noise of all of the questions of the mind come in instead of just hearing the intuition, taking the step out of trust and faith and knowing the universe is there getting our backs, always supporting us where life is happening for us, not to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the aspect of the courage, so there's like two segments almost. So many people come to me asking, how can I discern that this is my intuition rather than my mind or I'm making it up, which I even consider almost at this point old school. So many people now are aware they want to hear their guidance more, but then all of the ensuing head noise and debate that happens that makes them dismiss that, mm. out of not courage, not having this thing that I'm defining as courage. Um, in following that courage. I've lived my whole life following my courage, um, following my intuition. And, and I mean, that's led me all around the world, living all around the world and doing some extraordinary things. And I know when I haven't, the few times, like in my late teens or early twenties, when I haven't had the courage, I have had to deal with mayhem because I didn't follow through on the guidance. So I feel like it's almost stupid not to. <laughs> <laughs> that question with intuition, like that, that, um, 
question of like, what is it versus what is it not? How does it feel? How do I know? And you know, I've, I've also been asked that a lot and I, I've heard several people sharing it in this way that I think has really resonated and spoke with me. So I, I would love to share that with our found family that, you know, when, when we're listening to the voice of intuition, it's a calmer, more encouraging and peaceful voice, even if it feels scary, there's a calm or like a sense of, yeah, that feels good versus some other type of feeling, whether it's ego or something else that feels like it's a screaming voice that's coming more so from a place of fear. Um, so I think that in the same way that what you're sharing, it's like courage is being able to really listen to that voice and, you know, act on it. And I think that that, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to be here together to really empower people to live in their courage. I always get the vision of, um, I'm a big like Marvel person. I'm really into superheroes. So when I think of courage, I think of the, the scene in um, Captain Marvel where you know she's like picking herself back up and like having the courage to stand up. So having the courage to share your voice, to share your story, like whatever it is. And it's just such a beautiful, um, feeling of like empowerment, I think. You know, what's interesting in response to what you're saying, I love how you described it so that I didn't have to, too, <laughs> um, is the, one of the very first women to apply Western medicine, she's a Western MD to mind body medicine, particularly for women, Christian Northrop, she talked about the phenomena of, so when we're and I, I've seen it. So when we're getting inspiration from our, our soul, like we're getting that download or that piece of guidance to take this new step that may be resulting in a new path or just a, a broadening of the path we're on, we get our soul releasing energy, vital life force energy or chi or prana to have the energy for that change to come out of that comfort zone. And when we don't follow that intuitive guidance mm. out of air or lack of courage, that energy gets suppressed or deep pressed. So it actually leads to depression. Like that lethargic energy is the result of suppressing that release, that upsurging, that fountain. Yeah. That, and that, that really resonates with me too. Cause for years, for me personally, and I've been very vocal about this on my podcast. So my sound fam knows where I'm coming from with this, but you know, there was a lot of suppression of like my emotions and things that I had that I experienced as a young person as you know, as I'm sure most of us do. So I totally hear what you're saying. And I think that's actually a really great segue into the next question, which is, you know, when we're talking about courage, and again, it sounds like this very beautiful concept and people are like, okay, it sounds like rainbows and butterflies. Like that's really too. How do I find it though? So how can someone find courage? Where does it come from? And or how is it obtained? Okay, so I'm gonna do my best to make this concise because I could go in so many different directions. <laughs> um, how does someone find courage? Well, to know that we each have it within us, like hmm. you can't label someone, they're uh, a, a wuss or they're not brave or they're not courageous. We each have it naturally wired within us. It's in part why my second book's title, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss is what it is because our system the subtle energy system. So I lived in Asia for a decade studying subtle energy and Qigong and meditation and mindfulness. I'd already been working with it stateside before that, but I wanted to get better results for my clients. And so I went to the seat of where people were still operating from 5,000 years of ancient wisdom. And so one of the things I've come to understand is our system has 
the chakras in it, and there's seven main ones, and they cover every domain of life. They're, a chakra means wheel from Sanskrit to English, so it turns that vital life force energy in the region of the body that it's responsible for. It's inter the intersection of mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. If I can get to any issue through working through the chakra systems, it's very predictable, very reliable as a diagnostic tool and as a way to help clear people's back of the mind consciousness, mm -hmm. where they're unconscious or subconscious about something, and then free up more of that vital life force energy. So the system overall has more life force running through it. And so the this is the the chakra, the throat one that's most involved with courage. Mm. And it's interesting because most people think of the throat chakra as um, the one that's all involving communication, sure. But what I started to do, and it was around the time of that second book, was understand that there's like this, what I've called a co-creator's channel from the heart chakra to the throat chakra. So intuition mm. is that softer voice like you're talking, you were talking about. And it isn't always even in the head. Another way intuition comes in. So both the ancient Chinese, the Taoist philosophy and the yogic philosophy is that the spirit actually resides in the heart, the higher heart chakra to be specific. So that having been said, when your heart uplifts over some new idea or when you think about seeing somebody or a new workshop is presented and your heart uplifts at the idea of going to it, that's also intuitive information. Cool. But the times that we're in, it, it seems we're stepping into this time where we're coming out of everywhere in our lives where we perceive we're a victim, whether it's to our own thoughts, our own lack of courage, or to that spouse we project all of our limitations onto, or to that authority figure that we say stops us. But recognizing the going, the power that we have within us to change any belief and then have a new framing so we're not projecting our old out onto our reality and re-experiencing over and over again the same, but so we're actually allowing for the new. There's this, so that's the times we're in from 2012 to 2032. It's a 20 year window of the greatest leap up for humanity ever and it's evolution. That's what we're in the midst of right now, almost at the middle point. And part of that choice making where we're in union and co-creation with our higher self or with source or the universe, however you want to frame it. But I understand there is a, from the yogic practices, there is a higher self connection. And then beyond that is to this, it's to source or the creator or God or the universe, however you want to construe it or frame it. So in that co-creation act, the intuition brings in the guidance and then we have to take the action steps for that co-creation. We have to choose it. Mm. I came to understand like around 2016, it was fascinating to me, Elizabeth. I was watching a new, like from people's heart chakra to their throat chakra. It seemed like this new channel was, was coming online. Wow. Now helping establish it more as if to help with that wellspring of inspiration and courage to choose it. Mm. So the fifth chakra, if you have a tight neck, if you have a thyroid issue, it, which a lot of people have nowadays, and it's not a coincidence. If you have a lot of throat clearing, if you lie, tell little white lies, if you get deceived easily or a lot, all of those are indications that you have blockage in the throat chakra. Mm. So one of the aspects that causes blockage is that you perceive you don't have any choice your, or your choices are limited. You, you have to do this thing in order to gain X, like insurance for your family. 
So you have to stay in that corporate job, for example. Mm. That squeezes on the throat chakra, whereas what opens it is having the courage to choose based on what inspires you, no matter what. So we are provided a system. When you ask, how do you access the courage? Go to my website and buy the fifth chakra clearing and the heart chakra clearing as a start. That's beautiful. And, and all of what you said really resonated with me because especially like with the throat chakra. So the fact that we're really spending so much time talking about that, I have always felt like almost as if there was like a lump in my throat because I wasn't speaking my voice. I wasn't using my voice because of, again, that suppression that I felt energetically and emotionally when I was a young person going through life and, you know, having lived with a parent who it has narcissistic personality disorder. And it was just a very, you know, tug and pull. And I almost felt that, you know, internally. And it wasn't until 2016, um, where I really, that was like the beginning of my personal, pers uh, my personal growth and spiritual growth, awakening and journey and everything that I felt like, I mean, really the, the metaphor, you know, the, the thought of the wheel turning, like it literally felt yeah. like something was unlocking. And that's yeah. again, what helped birth this podcast, my YouTube channel, I'm on TikTok, you know, I need to use my voice. Now I can't stop using it and I can't stop accessing it, you know? So that, that takes courage, but it really like when, when I heard you saying about like that feeling, if there's a course or if there's something and you're feeling inspired or you're feeling this, this leap, you know, and, and like internally this shift of, of emotions, it's like, that excites me so much because there's so many times where I personally have experienced that. And I'm sure others that are listening can really um, vibe with that. And it's like, you know, to feel that kind of excitement and giddiness and all of that, it's like this, you know, listening now, this is the, like a sign from the universe to take that courage and, um, and, you know, try, I, I think is, is the best um, way to really empower people. And I think that again, transitioning into the next question, which is, you know, if you can help sh um, share with us, like what it looks like to live in courage or to live a life with courage. I think that would be a beautiful way to transition. Remember when I came back after the decade in Asia and I was totally rewired. It's just almost like the opposite paradigm to be living from. And I had asked for that. So I, one of the things that had gotten turned inside and out was that the understanding of what takes place in energy is what shows up in the physical that in like the west we look at the physical that's what we view as valid and real and prioritize it but you can consider the yang the active the outward whereas the yin the inward including the intuition the seeding of an idea or even the literal seeding in the womb of a baby before it taking outward action the Chinese have that in reverse. They value energy. They value how it feels within a group setting more than the physical. So why I'm saying that is because this, when I returned back to the States, I remember um, the first time a client said to me, I have to just figure it out. And I was so far removed from living in a mind, body, spirit that would say something like that instead of just having it naturally known what to do next and doing it mm. living from that natural grace and elegance that is of the universes so it reminds me of what it doesn't look like let me start there 
pushing, forcing, aggressive, assertive stuff is easily energy when you're not really lying your guidance or your courage courageously choosing what it's guiding you to do. Stuff tends to fall together naturally. Like I have felt like Hansel, you know, the Hansel and Gretel story following the breadcrumbs. That's what my life's been like, Elizabeth. It's mm. been phenomenal. Like the the just making a choice that others would wouldn't typically make. And I wasn't doing it to go look at me. I'm I'm making a choice others wouldn't typically make. I only learned in retrospect like how different I am. Like listening to even fellow expat teachers over in Asia my first weekend. I went traveling. I couldn't speak a lick of Chinese. I was matching characters to signs on the train stations <laughs> to in my guidebook to be able to go down to this forest that was Alishan, which is kind of like my name. Um, mm. Chinese and I wanted to go there because they had these certain kinds of trees and see it and and they couldn't believe my fellow colleagues couldn't believe I went traveling the first weekend there on my own and I didn't think anything of it it was just what I wanted to do and I did it you know it, but then when they had that surprising reaction I was like oh so I've only realized like I have cojones of steel from others reflecting <laughs> back to me that so I know that there is a lot more grace and elegance when I don't I don't really have an ego mind to listen to anymore that would take me off course. I don't really have doubts or fears. Uh, honestly, I've done so much purification of myself. I, I just know I'm in cooperation and collaboration with a source that loves me unconditionally and that has my back and wants the best for me. And I'm in agreement with, I want the best for me too. Let's party. You know, we're in a body on planet Earth in these most unique times for humanity ever so far. And so what that then translates as is I'm not tripping myself up. I like I could give you a simple, easy example. So at this point, I'm now flowing energy for decades on, to other clients, hands on, hands off to projects for clients on behalf of like big business deals to my masterminders on behalf of manifestations they want to create or people in my signature program called magic manifestation and money flow. So manifestation is a part of it. Mm -hmm. So once we're aligned, it's so much easier for things to come together. So it's, it's like a motivation that you don't even want to not mm. use your intuition or not like it becomes illogical and even irrational to not hear, not go by your guidance and then choose accordingly because you see how easy things are and in flow things are when you do. So for example, I have a Facebook ads manager and he just this past week, they shut down for the first time ever. And I've been on Facebook for, um, with this business page since I got back. So since 2010 and they shut down my ads for the first time ever. And my Facebook business manager, he's saying, uh, they're going to, they're going to take this amount of time. It's going to go through these stages most likely from everything I've seen before. And I said, yeah, but what if, that doesn't happen. Can we just possibly just have it closed down the problem after this first stage? And he's like, it's probably, it's not likely that meanwhile, that's what happened. So they, it was it's the whole thing that he's seen happen over and over and over and over again, that just when people get their pages randomly or their ads randomly shut down from a glitch, not from anything real, he's seen it take much longer and be more complicated. So this kind of grace and ease and elegance where the expectation is things to work out, not be complicated, not be convoluted because of all the strategies the mind comes up with instead of just following the guidance. There's a contrast, grace and ease or force and efforting. Oh, yes, that is beautiful. Oh my gosh. And thank you so much for sharing. And it's so incredible. Like 
I'm living vicariously through you as you're talking about your travels and people do. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And as someone who, you know, loves to travel and loves celebrating humanity and experiencing new things, it really is such an incredible gift that you've had the unique opportunity to be able to go and learn, you know, from, from people who have, as you said, like they've had this as part of their culture and as part of their um, knowledge sharing and everything for, for so long. So it's, it's so beautiful just to, to be able to learn from you. And, you know, it's like the beautiful trickle down effect that it's like, we're all learning from one another and it's just, it's beautiful. And the word collaboration, when you shared that, like that really resonates with me that when it's like to see yourself in collaboration with the universe and flowing with it is wonderful. I mean, that, that is how I would similarly describe, you know, living in courage is being able to, you know, feel that vibe and, and, and it's, and it does feel effortless. I mean, even though it seems um, on the surface or it could seem on the surface scary or unknown or these uncharted territories because it's like, okay, well, if you're being courageous to do something, that could mean that you haven't done something before or that means that you haven't done this particular thing before. But when you get that, you know, download or you feel that inner voice or you feel the sense of, um, you know, again, like alignment or, or comfort or excitement, you know, like a feeling of empowerment, and then you do it, it's like, wow, it goes back to what you're saying. It's like, why wouldn't I have done this? Like, it just makes more sense. And I think that sort of the cherry on top of what you said is, you know, I'd love to add that at least what I've seen, you know, with my clients and with my own personal life is that the more that you put these things into practice, the more easily it is to flow with it, you know, that it's, um, I actually just said this this morning too, that things are all, you know, like anytime you're going into something new, it's always going to be uncomfortable first before it becomes comfortable, which I know lots of people say, and it has, you know, could be overly used and sort of sounds cliche, but when you experience it for yourself and you're like, okay, yes, like I understand now that it just, at, at the, everything opens up Very more. Empty. Yeah. So, so let me take your cherry and I'll raise you another cherry. We'll do it. Okay. <laughs> or put more whipped cream on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I know that there's this whole other way of looking at it. So when something new is presented, the shrinking into fear, intimidation. Mm. What about the bloody excitement of another new experience in a body on planet earth? Mm -hmm. Instead of it being a fear view, it is instead this that view of, oh my God, something new, something else, something more to experience. But even all this whole discussion implies that we will meet our present and our future from fear rather than trust. The second thing I want to say is helping you with the traveling. Uh, here's a story to help describe what functions our mind is engaged in with the new to help with increased mindfulness and awareness for everybody. We're in Asia. I'm looking at, I'm at a fruit stand and I see this new fruit and I don't recognize it. And so my mind goes, hmm. It looks for the files. Mm. So I taught AP psych, my background first bachelor's first major was psych. So sensory, is one whole chapter in Psych 101. Perception is a whole nother chapter. They're separate things. So my five senses visually pick something up. Then my mind goes into its files for the label of the perception. Mm. It didn't have a label because all those labels are based on what it already knows. It goes mm -hmm. to the data files. So what it did instead was it said, that looks like something I know, pear. I'm in Asia, let's call it the Asian pear. 
So understanding that your ego mind, in order to keep you safe, each of us has our ego mind. In the jungle, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, do I fight or do I, do I fight or do I go into flight, which we still have. So that structure also functions in a way based on the past. So being aware of that and doing certain techniques to shift the neurology into the momentum you were talking about, like where it gets easier and easier because you've now developed a new neurological pathway that you continue to go down and then actions ensue. So new momentum off of old track comes, new momentum gets built onto new track. Mm -hmm. Having that awareness that my mind is going to project the past, my mind is going to label these things based on what it already knows, gives you more space and awareness to manage your own thoughts and understand that projection of the past is a something to dewire. Yes, absolutely. I'm like neuroplasticity. <laughs> I, it's so fascinating. I mean, being a, a coaching practitioner, I'm super into psychology and understanding, you know, the way that the brain works and, and the, the incredibly, like the way in which we create neuropathways, the way that we're, be, we're able to create new ones. I mean, it really, it, it's incredible that that our brain, our brain is plastic and we're able to rewire it and to, to work on it and to change it. I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. So I, I appreciate you sharing that and bringing that up. <laughs> oh. That's super cool. So then the other thing that I really wanted to talk with you about as well is in addition to finding courage, um, I, I saw based on, you know, your, your background and your, the books that you wrote and everything is that you also talk about allowing yourself everything that you desire. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think that it sort of goes hand in hand with finding courage and then allowing yourself everything that you desire. So I would love to talk more about what we mean when we say allow yourself to have everything that you desire. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. And, and, and I am being called up to say this. Um, the idea of all these cool social media memes that we see on Instagram or wherever we see them, all of this can be accomplished, like allowing ourselves all that we desire. It sounds great and we get inspired by it, right? But where I sit, my experience has been actually doing techniques in our subtle energy system and in the neurology, that is what my vibration upgrade system is. It's a coupling of energy medicine with mindfulness, but applied mindfulness to the clearings and activations I'm doing within energy medicine to change behavior for the new. So there's specific techniques. It's not just you're supposed to sit there and think I have to be more allowing, you know, and I see so many people take it that way, like as if it's an intellectual um, idea and concept that they have to push and force and work around and make happen. And it's not that at all. If you just do certain clearings and block clearings of blocks on certain parts of your subtle energy system in your, or your chakras, like the one for allowing the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. And, this is super powerful. It's 10 times more. Uh, there's, I forget the number, honestly, it's in my third book, the exact number, but it's more powerful than the brain by exponential wow. electrically. So even with all the thoughts in the synapses firing to get thoughts across the synaptic gap, all the thoughts you have per day, which is anywhere from 60 to 80,000, every person typically has all of that electric activity mm -hmm. or electrical activity, the heart itself has at least 10 times more than that. Wow. So, Life force is electric and magnetic, right? And without going into an example, like from Qigong, where you could feel it, um, the heart is the most powerful in its ability to emanate out that magnetism. Mm. So when we have blocks in our heart chakra, it might show up as we don't tend to take time to self-care. 
We don't tend to have self-caring thoughts. We don't tend to take time to self-nurture. Uh, we may instead engage in self-punishing thoughts um, and make self-punishing choices to show and prove our unconscious belief that we don't deserve to have more. So then that involves the third chakra and the root chakra. So I do clearings on those at an unconscious and subconscious level of traumas or conditioning or imprints, all these other sources for these beliefs that end up wired, but we don't hear them. We only hear about 15%. Our thoughts are only about 15% of that overall consciousness in our mind. So I'm busy with the back of the house stuff, clearing <laughs> it so that you can, without thinking about it, forcing yourself, all of a sudden you, your husband shows up with roses or you're giving yourself a free Friday night rather than that obligation or obligatory dinner that you really didn't want to go to anyway, where synchronicities are happening that someone comes in with an offer of support that is unexpected because your system is emanating out a different vibration and attract mm. to it in a different result. And the allowing aspect is really starting with the heart chakra, doing a whole ton of clearing. Um, and your capacity to receive, and then your also, also your overall receptivity to life as you clear more and more and your subtle energy system becomes more and more online, these become vortices emanating out energy. And then all of this becomes your own personal field, individualized field, and you interact with the greater field all around us of unlimited possibilities. And now you're doing the dance you're, of co-creation and seeing what else is in fact possible. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's implied the response to your question and then gone beyond that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that does. And that, again, you know, speaks to me personally as a coaching practitioner, because really what I specialize in my practice is talking about belief systems, the rules in which that we set up to experience those things and how we make it so easy to feel badly. And we make it so hard for us to feel good and like unlocking what those rules are that we set up for ourselves is, is an incredibly enlightening experience. Um, where I definitely, you know, had to do a lot of clearing with, you know, talking about those, those limiting beliefs and, and doing the self-sabotaging. Like I used to, you know, I suffered from something called scrupulosity, which is like a, a subset of OCD that's all about um, religion and how I had taken that as, um, you know, if I did anything bad, I was going to go to hell or if something happened, I had to repent. And, you know, all these things that having suffered with obsessive compulsive disorder, I mean, it just compounded and it was very, very disempowering and a very, very challenging thing to live with. Um, but I remember specifically as a child saying to myself like, oh, you thought about something that you shouldn't have thought about. Now something bad has to happen to you. And I remember like almost going out into the world, waiting for something or searching for something bad to happen because I deserved it. Like really sick and twisted. And like when I say it out loud now, it hurts because I'm like, I can't believe I used to believe that, but I did. And so when we're able to, you know, unlock what and, and discover what belief systems we've had that we either adopted or that we formed from previous experiences or current experiences, you know, I, I would say that that also helps, you know, in alignment with what you're saying about clearing the chakras, that it's like helping to reframe things in the mind, which helps to clear the mind. Um, I had like so much mental clutter, you know, that that was keeping me from allowing myself to do these things. And that, because I was not allowing myself to be kind to myself, I wasn't allowing so many other things that it was an uphill stream. You know, like I felt like I was fighting the current, you know, trying to get my way out of something. Whereas now it's like just, just free flowing. And it's, 
a beautiful, beautiful thing. And like, and again, when you feel it energetically and emotionally, it, it's, it's, an, it's incredible to feel the difference. Um, and that is really where, again, like this platform and having incredible guests like yourself to be able to come here and help not only talk about the fact that being, you know, being able to feel this flow is possible, but also helping to explain how it can be possible. So yeah. I appreciate you and I thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and well, I, okay. I have okay. had a lot of clients um, who I've seen with like Catholic backgrounds or um, deeply religious backgrounds end up with real limiting beliefs around deserving of punishment. And I have spent tens of thousands of dollars learning how to clear karma after learning about how karma works. And it's, and I've spent debates with my actual master teachers, Chinese saying, I don't believe karma is punishing. I believe it's cause and effect. So I was actually helping to come out of that old conditioning from that mm. patriarchy and a hierarchical authoritative abuse of power. That was the way they maintained control. You will be punished. Right, so we're coming out of that now. This 20 year window is where the yin and the yang is balancing, the feminine and masculine is balancing. Anything that was dark is coming to the surface, secrets are being um, revealed. So, yeah, it's, it's awakening time. And, and this is one of the main areas where that is an example of coming out of where you defer to an authority figure outside of you, whether it's the religion or it's the doctor, and coming into your own sense of authority where you can choose and to co-create an existence that isn't so punishing and mean. Yes, exactly. And I totally feel it, by the way, that we're all in, a, in an awakening. And I think that with COVID especially, it's, it's like the universe sort of forced everyone to stay inside, to be more aware, to be more curious, to, to dig deeper. Like we've been in a position where we've, you know, I see it as an invitation. You know, it, it might, depending again on people's point of view and perspectives, feel like, a force that it's like, all right, now I have to sit with my thoughts and I have to figure things out. But, you know, I really celebrate this time, even in its challenges and like amongst all of the, you know, the more difficult times, because there are incredible things again, that have been birthed from this. And, you know, that awakening, like I, again, that totally resonates with me and I'm vibing with that. And I think again, like really great transition into um, the second to last question, which is, is someone that's listening right now, might not know what it is that they desire, for example, where could they start or who or where could they turn to? Like, let's say that someone feels like, okay, yes, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, the awakening, I feel it, but what if I don't really know what I desire or what I want or where to start? What would you? Well, that's not only what I, I have had thousands of people at this point come to me asking me to help them with this. Um, it's a typical question in these times now because our souls are being asked to awaken and be more present in our lives. And so that's led to looking beyond the physical and looking towards more meaning and for more fulfillment. So a typical question is, well, what do I really desire? Because we haven't been, there's so many different causes to be out of touch with what is genuinely desired by one's higher self and heart. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's not an easy, quick answer, frankly. Um, but I want to respond with just knowing that that's a typical question people ask on this path and not expecting yourself to have mm. the absolute knowing in this moment right now and that there is a final answer because that's another thing the mind sets up. It's just, it, it's unrealistic expectation in and of itself. It's, a, it's an unraveling. Mm. That is a beautiful answer. And that really speaks to me because I will say that as, <laughs> as I felt that I had my first, 
the, the massive, you know, awakening in 2016, this last couple of weeks, really, I felt a little bit of a, you know, internal confusion again, where I, I was almost starting to wonder, like, is there more I could be doing? What else do I feel I'm aligning with? You know, what kind of things I, I'm one of those people that has like so many passions and so many things that I would want to do that that also can get into this mental, you know, infinity loop of, well, do I do this? Do I do this? And it just goes back and forth. But another, again, beautiful thing about Found Family Podcast is really helping our listeners to fully believe, know, and accept that they are not alone. That whatever it is that you are experiencing, the way that you are feeling, when you're going through those challenges and when you're feeling the way that you might be feeling, it feels lonely and it feels like, oh my gosh, there's no way anyone else is experiencing what I'm experiencing. I'm in this alone. Uh, people around me don't get me. My parents don't understand me. My friends don't get me. But there's so many humans on this planet. And even if people in our immediate circles might not quite understand yet, you know, because I, as a coach, I'm like, using that word yet, because there's always room for new awareness and, and new learning. Um, you know, I really, again, wanted this, this podcast to be that voice of really, you know, lovingly reminding everyone and embracing them, you know, through the podcast that you're not alone. And, you know, we see you, we hear you, we're, we're here for you. And um, I, I love the way that you said that, that it's this very gentle reminder that this is not an a weird like question. It's like, this is a very commonly asked question and something that, you know, doesn't need to be this heavy. Yeah. Like it has to be this way or nothing, or I have to figure this out or I'm, I'm nothing, you know? So, and, and that's a, again, a beautiful reminder to me as well. So thank you. Hey, let, me, let me offer this, make a choice. If you hear a desire, instead of going around and around and around, Make a choice based on that desire. See how it feels. Are you digging the outcome? Choose it again. If you're not digging the outcome, choose differently. Like every single choice, exercise, it's a muscle. And then courage will develop to choose yeah. more. So just don't make every, don't allow every choice to be such a big deal. Like go to the supermarket if you're doing that now in these times and look at the exotic fruit that you're not familiar with and let yourself be driven to a new choice drawn to it, which fruit, and grab it, make a new, just exercise in a smaller way, making new choices and not allowing every single choice to be such a weighty issue. I love that. And for, for our found family that is watching this, that are watching this on YouTube, you're going to be able to see this, but I wrote a note to myself, just try. Like I was, I was soul chatting with a friend and that was a message that came up. So I was like, this is a beautiful moment to be able to share this. But I, I literally said like, just try. You know, yeah. and, and even if it means like having 17 different ideas in a hat and like literally just picking a piece of paper and trying one thing at a time so that there isn't necessarily this stress that I have to pick the right thing first, you know, because then my brain goes that way. Like, well, let me pick the right thing first. And it's like, there is no right or wrong. Like, it's just, just pick something, see how it feels, see how it resonates with you. And yeah, so I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your, your wisdom on that. <laughs> Yeah, let's take the pressure off. Yes. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And so as we are coming to a close, um, I wanted to first ask and see if there was anything else that you'd like to talk about with your book. I know we mentioned um, a few things about it earlier when we were chatting, but if there's anything else that you'd love to share with us, I would love to... This is it. It's called the, the most recently released one at the end of January, The Dragon Master Creatrix, Conversations with a Female Spiritual Teacher for These New Times. 
And this is, it's a story form of a woman on her path to power mm. and travels internationally to go to a retreat to get trained in energy medicine um, based on the retreats I lead for my mastermind is getting trained in vibration upgrade system. And so half of it's in story form and then half with, with intrigue and mystery about what is going to be brought to resolution in her life. Then uh, the other half of each chapter is questions and answers. So a lot of it is about courage. A lot of the questions are either directly or indirectly about how do I have more courage and asking these kinds of questions, like how do I stop caring what other people think about me is one of the questions I respond to. So it's all this espousal of wisdom (laughs) that I've never before let out, like beyond my mastermind. It just felt like now was the time uh, to really share more wisdom out there because i come from very traditional lineages like my very first energy medicine of five that i had for modalities or have is yusui reiki and i'm only six removed from the founder of reiki uh, and living over there learning qigong and seeing like i teach wow. a series of 18 movements in qigong and they would go and learn for a year the first and be washing dishes and cleaning the the floors to earn the right to prove that they could learn the other ones, the other 17 movements. So like there's this pacing to this kind of growth and there's this Mm. containment of some of this information or ancient wisdom because people can fry the circuitry if they're taught too much at once. So Mm. I've always been very clear in, 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 in integrity with how much and at what stage I work with people so that they're not overwhelmed and they can actually apply and have the, the wisdom with aligning their system to receive the wisdom at the appropriate time so they're ready to take it in and apply it and change their lives so this is a little bit out of my own comfort zone with the amount of secrets i was giving outside of the mastermind wow. so if i were you i'd get it um but i the want other thing, to thank you the other thing that i wanted to uh, it's on amazon it, for now um because it just released and we're waiting amazon has rights only exclusive rights ah, for okay um, there's a basic Buddhist tenet, and it is every human mind is neurotic. Here's the tools of meditation to work with your own particular flavor mm-hmm. of neuroses. So I found that, like, my mission has been from coming from Asia for the decade. It's like we're suffering more than that's necessary in the West because there's like this running that very much organized religion has in, it has uh, contributed to creating from our own minds as if there's something a boogeyman or a monster under the bed or the crazy don't want to go into the crazy you're going to find the crazy so there is this aspect of the ego mind as it's termed in buddhist meditation wisdom for five thousand years has been a practice if we can observe if we can simply have the practice of meditation where we're supposed to be seated seated down and if we even have one time out of 300 thoughts in a 30-minute session. I actually was going close to what it's like. Uh, <laughs> and you have one time where you recognize, oh my God, I'm thinking, I'm just wrapped up, absorbed. It's my mind taking me along with it. And you pull back, that's creating new neurology for increased detachment. Hmm. If we just imply by the fact that we can do that means that we are not our thoughts. So the nature of the ego mind in the beginning days is to feel separate and alone and the only one with this neuroses or this crazy mm. or monster. And it's just, a, I'd swear right now, if I could with That's the That's okay, you can, I've sworn on. <laughs> it's just a fucking lie to keep mm. you from getting free. Because look at me, 
it's it's not only possible I, i'm living it you can come out of conditioning that makes you feel alone here you are looking for community mm. with found family you a part of you has the knowing that you're not alone yeah so what would it take for you to start to increase and listen to that knowing part of you instead of that destructive part of you because i'll tell you one other thing i had a radio show for two and a half years i was asked to do a radio show about the Mayan Galactic Ruin on December 21st, 2012. Oh, cool. Prior to that, I wasn't doing anything though with my business and, and Voice America approached me with this topic. I said, give me 48 hours. I heard the big yes all throughout my body. I did it. I interviewed a bunch of specialists about the Mayan Galactic alignment on December wow. 21st, 2012. Went to Chichen Itza as a yoga teacher and meditation, pardon me, energy medicine instructor with a bunch of specialists to the Mayan ruins, did a ceremony with the Mayan shaman on that day asked all around about what this 20-year window means from 2012 to 2032 show up to show up to show expert around experts around the world later 2019 go to teotihuacan mayan ruins outside of mexico city for the equinox hired a guide native mayan asked him if you were to say what the old era was and the difference of that between the new era we're moving into he said the old era is of destruction the new era is of construction Ooh. If you use that towards your thoughts and you look and start asking, is this thought destructive or is this thought building constructive? That is a great question to ask. And actually the, so the final, the final question, which on found family, I love to use the last question as a way for our listeners to be able to take action, to be able to take what they've heard and what they've absorbed and what they've learned and, and have, ways that they can use the tools or, or take steps forward. So I think that that is, that is a really great thing is, is, you know, in order to develop courage and to allow yourself to the, to the things that you desire is to ask yourself that the, both of those questions to really, you know, gain awareness um, with yourself. And then, you know, out of curiosity, are there other practical steps that our found family can also start taking today? Uh, you could also ask, is this thought even true? Mm. You, can, you can recognize the potential to speak back to your thoughts and to question them. It's a cognitive behavioral therapy technique. It's also a Tibetan Buddhist meditation technique. Mm -hmm. Like when I used to go visit the monasteries in Asia, there were more classrooms than there were like meditation rooms or uh, chanting rooms. There was wow. so much dialogue about the sutras, about the wisdom. And so uh, there is dialogue that's meant to be happening with your thoughts, even asking yourself, are you, this is even true. And then are you leading me to construction, to building something? Or are you leading to destruction? Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd recommend, honestly, is go to my website and get the Chakra Attunement audio series and listen to one at a time per day for the first two weeks because you'll throw yourself into a healing crisis. These things really work. They really shift energy. And so like, if you listen to the Root Chakra five times your first day, you're going to have physical pains in your legs uh, and aches and pains. You may be really, really tired. So if you go buy the Chakra Attunement audio series, just listen to one a day for at least the first two to three weeks, and then you can start bringing in two a day. The fourth and the fifth are really gonna help you with courage, as will the third. Amazing. And can you share with us the URL to your website? I'm, I'm gonna have the links to everything in the description of the podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. But you know, this is a great way, again, a, a beautiful segue to, to share um, if you can let us know where we can Go and love on you and support on you. Are, are you on? I know you're on Twitter. Oh, yes. I, know. <laughs> I saw that you're on Twitter. So are, where, where can we find you on, on the beautiful web? 
So Twitter, I'm not active on. I remember way back a couple of years ago, getting the guidance to stay focused on social media platforms so I could have more focused energy. So Twitter's not one just here and there, especially pulled off from 2016 to 20. Um, so I'm on more Facebook. I have a free Facebook group called Vibrational Upgrade. And then uh, my whole URL for my website is your vibrational upgrade. So www.vibrationalupgrade.com. Simple, easy, love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe that we're already, you know, it's, I think it's been like 45 minutes and I'm like, I could keep talking for another two hours. Like this is, <laughs> I love this topic. I love you. This has been fabulous. Like truly so grateful for you. I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful for your time and your wisdom and thank you again so so much. It's been such an honor to have you. <laughs> Same here, Elizabeth. You're doing great. You're tracking just great, and you're helping so many people. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next week for a new topic. To help spread the good vibes, please share this episode with friends and family, or if you share on social, be sure to tag me at Coach Lizzie.